Friday morning and Senator Susan McDonald is our first guest on a Friday as usual and um, obviously there is so much to like about uh, what is going on and some real dramas and challenges. Uh, we talk about that. Senator, good morning. Uh, how was your Easter? Oh, good morning, Ben. Uh, it was lovely. Got to catch up with my children, which is um, you know incredibly important when you're travelling around to be able to you know stop and, and spend some time with the people you love. The Easter Bunny didn't find me this year, though, so no, that was me neither. That was yeah, yeah, me yeah, neither. Shocking stuff. <laughs> Senator, um, we spoke to you last week, and you were en route to Burktown um, and to the devastation of what had gone on with these floodings. We we actually haven't had time to to, to go back on that. How was that when you finally got on Ground Zero? Well, Ben, it was it was uh, nearly three weeks since the floods when I got up there. And I have to say, I was um, horrified on what I discovered, which is that this has been the forgotten flood. This has been a flood that has gone through uh, at higher levels than ever recorded before, roughly 250 kilometres wide, 250 kilometres long, uh, just wall-to-wall water. Three metres of water went through the Tirana Springs Roadhouse. Uh, the cattle stations uh, that were just inundated, um, uh, you know, young people who work on these places who lost all their gear, their, their car, uh, tens of thousands of head of cattle um, that are littered through trees and on fences. Uh, it was, it, this has been a devastating uh, flood. And yet, and yet, despite, um, despite the government, buddy, feeding it into into Scott Morrison and, and the government when we're in uh, have been completely absent. The Prime Minister hasn't been up. The Premier hasn't been up. Uh, people have been pulling out the walls of their own houses, uh, cleaning out the mud, doing everything themselves because nobody turned up to help. And uh, it is only going to be today that Q Rider turns up to start trying to provide people with uh, the grants that are available. People, because um, Burktown is cut off for two months every year, regardless of floods, people lost all of their wet season food, you know, thousands of dollars, but they, you know, they found it really hard to find out who to get help from. Anyway, there's, there's, this, this, is, this is not impacting thousands of people the way it did in, in Lismore or Sydney or southeast Queensland, those floods. This is, it's a limited population, but over a huge area, and no buggers turned up uh, from the government to, to try and make life a bit easier. So they are getting on. You know, the mayor, Ernie Camp, um, uh, the, all, the, all the people who are living in town and the stations, they are sawing themselves out. But it, I was shocked and just devastated to find out that if you live at Burktown or somewhere up that road, uh, nobody in Canberra knows where you are and nobody gives a bugger and it is not good enough. And so I'll be driving hard. We need to have some improvements in the infrastructure up there, some uh, bridges that need to be lifted, roads need to be sealed uh, and places like Tirana Springs where we've got a fantastic young couple who are really having a crack and what? providing a business and a service. They need to be helped to get back on what, their feet. What, what, why, what, why has this not happened? Um, it, what... what, it, what, what I understand how, not isolated, that's the wrong word, but how far away it is from mainstream news. 
but surely we've helped far less in other nations. We have we have gone to the aid of other countries for far less than our own. What? Why? What, I, I can't understand it. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Ben. There's no cameras out there. Uh, Burketown's in Kennedy. It's it's not a seat that that the government cares about. That you know, Labor's not looking at that. I mean, Stephen Miles, the Deputy Premier of this this state, flew up, was so arrogant and and uninterested in what had happened, and after an hour and a half, flew off and in his jet did a flyover of impacted communities. I just, I just, it is beyond belief. I'm I'm happy to say that David Christopherley and Anne Lay and and the um, LNP team in Queensland, they've all been up. They've spent days up there. Um, Try to get assistance for people and and uh, talking people through what's what's available for them. But you know, truly, this is just a, a national disgrace. And I will not let the government forget how they've abandoned far north Queensland and their time of need. This big cyclone's running into northwestern Australia. You know, I'm very very concerned that they may get the same uh, ordinary assistance because it's so far away. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense as well. Um, mate, tell me this. Um, it, that, that, that's really disappointing. I, I'm concerned about the yes vote um, and you, the LNP have come out and said that they won't be supporting it. And look, we've had obviously people leave the LNP. There is a lot of division and, and in a lot of ways I feel this is what the government actually was wanting. Um, there's no winners out of this. I, 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 I am the biggest believer in supporting the Indigenous Australians and, and the wrongs that have been had will never be able to be healed, no matter what. But this seems to be decision-making on the fly by the government. It seems to be one hand's not following the other. And I, I think it's a dangerous sphere to live in and that's not in any way saying that... Um, I might not be for it, I might not be against it, but it is just an absolute dog's breakfast the way that they are pushing this at the moment. And I don't think anybody fully understands exactly what it is that we are voting on later this year. Well, Ben, that is exactly the point that I'm trying to make, is that I heard some commentators speaking this week saying that the proposal for the voice uh, under Labor, the, the change to the Constitution and the legislated voice is a modest proposal. Now, this is not a modest proposal. A modest proposal would have been legislating the voice. It certainly wouldn't have been the constitutional changes that are being proposed. But be clear, Labor has thought this through. What this does is it is an incredibly divisive uh, project and they are uh, making sure that in inner cities, uh, inner city seats right across Australia, they are ensuring that the uh, people who 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 do who do desperately care about Indigenous Australians, they have no idea of what to do, but this allows them to stop feeling guilty about what's happened, and so they're playing. Labor is playing on that emotion. Uh, and instead, what I'm trying to say to those people is that the voice is a sellout to every Indigenous person across Australia who, if you listen carefully, regionally they're saying, we don't want this. 
We need uh, assistance on the ground, but we do not need 24 elites appointed to to run the show for us when we want. We need genuine uh, outcomes and change out here in the bush, in the regions, and in remote Australia. And we know that the, the voice is not going to work for that reason because we watch what happened in. Uh, Alice Springs in, in the Northern Territory with the cashless debit card and the alcohol restrictions, those communities were screaming out, please don't take them away, don't lift the restrictions. And yet nobody listened because from Canberra, uh, the smart bods said, no, no, we know what's best for you. And that is what the voice is going to be on steroids. So, you know, Labor is very calculatedly dividing up Australia and, and making sure that these seats, these electorates in city-based places um, are, are never going to vote uh, for the coalition for another generation. This yeah. is about dividing and keeping power. And I think we have to be clear about that. Uh, but the voice is, is absolutely a very, very divisive um, idea and it is not going to deliver for the people that I talk to in far north Queensland and western Queensland going to be more bureaucracy, thousands more bureaucrats, um, big budgets, uh, lots and lots of meetings, but the things that could be happening on the ground will once again be lost because, you know, we've, we've taken the opportunity to have that money, those people focused on the ground, and instead they'll all be sitting in Canberra, reading through briefs, providing advice on RBA decisions and uh, defence spending and, you know, really anything that that group decides they want to have an in, input into. So, Can I ask you, know, this, was this mm. at all part of, you know, Albanese's plan when he, when he was running for, for Prime Minister? Was this ever mentioned? Was, was this even muted at all by the Labor government? Oh, I think we add it to the list of things that Labor didn't tell us they were going to introduce. Um, they didn't tell us they were going to introduce the the market intervention into into the gas market. They uh, didn't tell us about uh, some of the the childcare changes. They didn't tell us about the um, the the nursing home changes. There is a, a long list of things that Labor has neglected to tell uh, tell the Australian people about what they wanted to do, what changes that they wanted to make, and we're getting it. You know, we're getting it by the shovel load. So, no, I don't ever recall a conversation about this. Maybe I'm wrong, Ben. Maybe there was some reference in some speech somewhere. But certainly to to understand what they're proposing to take to a referendum, um, the the way they're doing it, it is so divisive, it will leave Australia scarred, whatever the outcome is. And uh, and I think they're being very disingenuous the way they're going about it. No two ways about it. It's, that's going to be interesting. We're going to take a break. Susan McDonald is our guest this morning. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.